Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the other 99 a podcast to equip the church for community discipleship and mission uh we're your hosts my name is guy wimberly i'm bethany mcfarland and i'm david godbold hey this week we're continuing our uh spiritual discipline series uh this week we'll be talking about prayer we're sitting down with with uh our our new friend adam weber and he's going to talk to us a little bit about uh a book he just wrote about prayer and uh kind of gain some insights from him um as as far as that goes uh adam do you want to introduce yourself just a little bit to us before we yeah get, yeah, get yeah much further no it's just an honor to be on the on the podcast uh, so I, as, as you shared I'm, my name is adam i'm located here in sioux falls south dakota uh, pastor a church um, that I, I started 10 years ago called Embrace. Um, it's now a church of six campuses. We have five physical campuses, and then our six is our online. Um, four of the five physical campuses are located locally, and then we have one of the campuses on the far east metro of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis area. So it's over two different states, um, a church that I'm crazy about. Um, so pastor, I'm a dad, husband, um, and just, I never thought I'd be a writer, but now I, I am a writer, which is com- <laughs> completely bizarre on every level. And so, um, but so grateful again to be on the podcast. Cool. Cool. Um, so last, last episode, we, we talked about fasting and, and we said that we would all fast. And so before we get into the main content on prayer, let's, let's just kind of check in how, how do we do this this week with fasting? So it's really throwing me for a loop that we're we're not recording or planning things out of order, but we're off of what we're ahead of schedule, which is a great thing, but it really confuses me. So I was not <laughs> planning on starting the fast until this week because this is the week that <laughs> the week that we're recording this episode is the week that the fasting episode launches and i was out of town last week so that always throws a wrench in things Mm -hmm. um so i can't share any experience as of fasting this time but about a year ago um i went through the daniel fast my church did that like as a collective fast um just to focus on 2016 and the year ahead and something I learned about that was I need to be really careful when I'm doing a selective fast, not to just treat it like a diet. Um, mm. I don't feel like that'll be as easy when it's no food whatsoever, because that's not a healthy diet, just in case anyone was confused about that. <laughs> um, but I know that's something I'm just going to have to be mindful of anytime I choose to do a selective diet, not diet, fast. See? <laughs> <Not> problems. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So that's what I got to share, which is not much of anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I jumped in. Uh, I took J.D. Walt's advice from last week, and I signed up for the seedbed fast. And I am one week into that. And I tell you what, I, so I, I've, I've said on this on this podcast before, I get up super early. And so the way that the seed bad seed bad seed bed fast is set to run we're just all kinds of tongue-tied today. oh it's so good um is till about four o'clock in the afternoon and and so i was just gonna run that till i get home at about four thirty. um but the deal with that is that i also get up at four thirty a.m so where most people are probably going you know six hours or so with or eight hours or so with their fast i was setting up to do about 12 plus and I did it um right there about seven o'clock in the morning though I was like this is gonna be a long day I didn't take any food to work with me because I knew if I did I would eat it (laughs) um (laughs) and so but the the really cool thing about it was I had a few points during the day where like my stomach was rebelling but those kind of lined up with the the points that were set up in the seedbed fast um for times of reflection and times for prayer and so i think in that way it kind of uh served a huge purpose in in that whole you know man does not live on bread alone but every word that comes out of the mouth of god um that whole idea of okay we're we're there's a purpose behind this this is to actually seek after and hear and 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 conversate with god and it's not just about not eating the not eating just helps serve to remind me of what's really going on so week one i didn't have any big epiphanies other than there's a purpose behind this, so let's keep doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing to realize. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. For for me, I, I took the the baby step and just took. Um, I just fasted from one meal, and um, it was at. I fasted from dinner um, last Wednesday night, and last Wednesday night was kind of busy. I was hitting the road late, um, and I was teaching a, a Bible study at my church, and so kind of getting packed, preparing for that, teaching that, getting on the road, I, I really didn't have a whole lot of time to to stop and reflect, but I think that's, you know, just reflecting on spiritual disciplines as a whole, I, I think that's kind of part of it, you know, it's, it's, it's not, the point isn't to have, kind of like David said, the point isn't really to have this, just this huge you know, uh, Mount Sinai moment every single time you do it. It's um, it's more about kind of developing that habit and developing that discipline. So I'm looking forward to to jumping back in. Um, Adam, what uh, what what's kind of been your experience with with fasting? Yeah, fasting is um, is something we don't do enough in the church, and I don't do enough personally. Um, but if I got first off, got to say a huge shout out to JD Walt, man. I'm a huge fan of JD. <laughs> I got to hug, I got to hug JD last week. So, uh, it was good crossing paths with him. But as far as fasting, the last time I fasted, uh, was recently with our small group where, um, we went through celebration of discipline by Richard Foster. 
and got to the week on fasting. And each week we tried to do what you guys are doing on the podcast, tried to just experiment with actually putting the practice into place. And so um, I think it was a 24-hour fast that we did as a small group. And just reminded me once again, I think the one takeaway for me was just reminding me of my full dependence on God, um, just like my full dependence on food. And uh, I think we, we spiritually... Uh, have hunger pains quicker than we we realize. We just point it to something else rather than our neediness for for God. I mean, we'll just say, "Man, I'm just struggling to make it through a day," or "I'm just restless," or "I just don't really have peace," or "I'm overwhelmed," or "I'm whatever." And I think those are actually spiritual hunger pains, but we just don't know. Like, actually, mm-hmm. what that is is like our neediness for God. Just like when our stomach growls, it's like, "Oh, we need to eat something." I think the same thing with our soul, and so. It, just going through the practice of, of fasting was just powerful to take that with me of like, wow, we really do. We need you, Lord. It's not just an optional thing, but we, we, we need to spend time with you and abide in you. All right. So that's awesome. And, and we're going to say this again at the end. We really want to hear from y'all and hear what y'all's experiences are and have been as we go through these disciplines. This isn't just about the three of us or the four of us when we have people on here to interview going through these disciplines just to be like hey we're doing these disciplines we want to be journeying through this with y'all so come on we want to hear from y'all but right now let's talk about prayer and so we're just going to jump on into our interview here uh, with Adam Weber and so prayer is one of these things that's it's like the exact opposite from fasting we talk about prayer a lot in our house. In our house, we talk about prayer a lot in church, and and in small groups, and in basically any gathering of Christians. There's gonna be prayer, but but so often it gets kind of distilled down to to just you you you've got to make sure that you pray before you eat and before you go to bed, and you got to have that 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 prayer chicken awkward moment at the end of every small group meeting where somebody has to pray out loud. Don't make um, eye contact. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, especially when you're the one getting to choose who prays. Um, but but why is it important for, like, we, we all know that, you know, pastors and everybody, they all, like you, Adam, I know that you pray 24 hours a day. You, yeah, you pray without yeah. ceasing. You live that out. Um, but why is it important for, for normal folks like us that have jobs out in the quote unquote secular world that don't work in churches to pray more than just these couple of compartmental, compartmentalized times each day? Um, why should we pray more? Yeah, prayer is such an interesting thing because we as Christians, we spend a lot of time talking about God and talking about prayer. Um, but I'm finding in my own life and really in the life of so many Christians that we spend little time talking with God. And mm-hmm. so we talk a lot about God, but don't talk with Him very much. And um, also prayer is this thing that, again, we talk about so often. Um, and yet I think more people are insecure about their prayer life um, than we care to admit or don't feel like they know how to pray. But because it's so talked about, it's it's like almost like a, a person that you've worked with for a few years 
at some point it's too late to ask what their name is because it's just awkward you know like i, I should know <laughs> yeah. this person's name so i can't ask and i think that's what it is with prayer it's like man i don't know how to pray uh, but i should so i can't ask about it so it's kind of a really interesting mm. thing um, but as far as the importance of prayer um you know a, a, abide in me like is is what jesus says and just staying connected to him and how do we do that one of the simplest ways is prayer uh, prayer connects us to the source of everything we're searching for, everything our heart is longing for. Uh, it connects us to God's peace uh, that surpasses all understanding. It connects us to the Lord and finding out His His will for our life, His will for our day. Um, it, it connects us to the source of love. Man, I'm struggling to love my coworker. God, would you fill me with your love? Uh, I'm struggling to to forgive this person. Would you fill me with your grace? Because I can't forgive them on my own like i i need you sur- supernaturally and so in the in its most basic form it's it's talking with god and connecting ourselves to him and 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 just staying connected to him at a soul level um would be what i would say is the importance of prayer at its most basic level mm. yeah so what kind of life change can we expect to see when we do connect on that soul level make it just a constant thing instead of like what Dave was saying, praying before meals or playing prayer yeah. chicken after small groupings. <laughs> so I began, my prayer life really began to take off um, at the fir- for the first time in college was really when I began to talk with God more throughout the day. I, I came to know Christ later on in high school, but was still just a really new Christian. So I really didn't know what it looked like to pray. And I, I think what we can begin to expect is is two different, two things. There's probably a bunch of things, but two things that stuck out to me is first off that our life would slowly but surely become more and more like God's, that um, our life would be transformed just through the constant conversation, whether it's, again, like our our plan for our day, um, being His plan instead of our own, and going throughout our day with a focus on God and others instead of just ourselves. I mean, prayer turns ourselves towards Him and towards others. Um, So I, I think that our lives will slowly become more and more like Christ just by talking with them. I mean, it's just like um, who you surround yourselves with are often what your life will become more like. And so when we surround ourselves with the Lord and really He's the center, we become more like Him. And so that's the first thing that sticks out to me that we can expect that our life will change. And then secondly, um, I think we'll begin to realize that um, we don't need to carry uh, things that we were never meant to carry, uh, but we can just constantly hand those over to God. We don't, we don't have to love our spouse out of our own love, but it's God's love flowing through us. I mean, just even that. Um, and we don't need to carry our worries because our Heavenly Father, He knows all of our needs and He loves to provide. And so when you're talking with that, God, you know, like, whoa, man, He's like, a Heavenly Father loves to provide for me. Why would I even think about worrying? I was never meant to carry these things. God, I'm just going to hand them over to you. And so I think our our load that we're carrying is lightened by by prayer and also just um i think uh, we'll begin to live much more faith-filled lives things that we would have never tried or attempted because of our in uh, our own abilities we'll begin to realize god like with you anything's possible and so i'm going to take this step forward not because of who i am but because of who you are and so that would be a third thing that I would say that we can begin to expect in our lives by, by talking more consistently with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Man, that is so good, and and I, I don't think anybody that that would listen to any of that would wouldn't want any of those things, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and so you know, I, I'm I'm really done. Ho, I'm I'm getting fired up, and I wake up five o'clock tomorrow morning and and want to do, I want all that, right? Um, but you know, for Except someone the waking up at five o'clock, right? That's so true. Whatever, whatever you wake up, you get up, you're excited, you want to, you want to, you know, throw yourself into the life of prayer in, in a real new way. Um, but but for those of us um, who are used to kind of again, kind of the thing that David talked about, kind of that ritualistic saying the Lord's prayer every Sunday, um, the words are there for us, right? What uh, you know? What what are some first steps when? for us kind of in that moment when, when maybe we don't know what to say or we don't know how to pray? What, what are some first steps to, to kind of get to that place? Um, a couple different steps. I would start with, first off, if, if a person doesn't know how to pray, like period, um, the two things that I always say is whatever's inside you, just put into words. So however you're feeling or whatever you're wrestling with, like just put it into words, knowing that even when we can't put it into words, um, Psalm 139, bef- before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O oh Lord. Like finding peace in that. Because sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, God, you're so great and you're so wonderful. I, full- I feel like I can't fully put into words how wonderful you are. And so I actually get frustrated that I can't explain like just how <laughs> wonderful you are, God. Like you're so wonderful. I feel like the word wonderful isn't even properly like portray i'm so grateful that before words on my tongue so but first off again simple instructions whatever's inside you put it into words so that's step one step two instead of saying it to yourself because we're actually really good with step one all of us do that as humans instead of just saying it to ourselves direct it to god so instead of just step one would be i'm so stressed out today i don't know i'm so restless i don't know why i'm feeling this way God, as a parent, like, I'm just, I don't know how to parent my kid. I don't know how to discipline them. Like, so I, I, uh, so we talk to ourselves really well. Like, but <laughs> instead of just talking to ourselves and getting ourselves worked up, actually directing our words to God. So instead of just saying, I'm so stressed, saying, Lord, I'm so stressed. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Would you guide me today? I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this decision. I'm, I'm so stressed about this meeting, would you just give me the words to speak and also the peace through, through this meeting? Because I'm, I'm just nervous about how this person is going to respond to me. So again, the first thing, just, just whatever's inside of us, just speak it. But don't just say it to ourselves, direct it to Him. Uh, Jesus, like, I'm broken. I'm, I feel so broken right now. Would you make me whole today? Would you help me to make the right decision in this area? Because I feel like I, on my own, I make every wrong decision. Would you just help me to, to make the right decision? So those are the most basic things that I tell somebody. Because a lot of times it's like, I just don't know. And, I, and we like to edit our words a lot when we pray. It's like, no, mm-hmm. no, you don't need to edit your words. Like, I, only time I edit my words is if, if I'm trying to impress someone or if I don't know them really well. And so I'm like, gosh, I don't want to offend them or upset them. Otherwise, with people I love, I don't, in a positive sense, I don't think before saying man, how are you doing today? Like, I, I just love you so much. Like to my kids, I never edit my words to them. Hudson, I love you so much, man. Like, I just, dad loves you so much. I'm so proud of you. And um, do you know that when dad's scared, like I just, I can talk with God. Like, so I don't edit our, our words. And so often with God, we edit our words like crazy. 
And I, I wonder how often God is like, who is this person who's reading out of a dictionary right now? <laughs> like, what, what, like, I've never met this person before. Like, where are you from? I know you don't talk like that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and even looking at kids, like kids, they, uh, my kids never pray in the King James Version. They never use a different voice. When they, when they pray, I mean, it's like they're talking with their friend. And um, so mm-hmm. I think that basic, so that's the basic part. It's, but as far as like pray without, praying with like kind of out without ceasing throughout the day, for, for me again in college, I had to use really practical things. And so sometimes I would carry a Bible verse or a prayer in my pocket. And anytime I'd reach in, I'd be like, oh, God, like it just remind me to pray. Or I'd put something on my mirror or by my speedometer in my car, just like kind of reminding me to pray. Or anytime I thought about God, I would just take a moment to pray, not like get on my knees, close my eyes and pray. But if I was walking to my class in college and I wrote like this thought of God, God, I'm just so thankful for today. This it's a beautiful morning. Whoa. Like, and this, your creation is so amazing. Would you just help me to hear you today, Lord? Cause I want to hear from you. So I had to get really intentional with like really practical things. Um, and so it took really being intentional and I think slowly but surely, just like training for anything, um, when we begin to, when we begin to, it might start with being intentional. After a while, it just begins to show up in our lives, and it just happens like breathing almost. Mm-hmm. You get you, yeah, it becomes habit. yeah. You get to the place mm-hmm. where you like, wow, I need this, and my day is so much better when I'm talking with him, and so it becomes more natural. But just those simple things, mm-hmm. maybe even setting a reminder on our phone. Like uh, setting four reminders every day. So Monday through Monday, like telling Siri, hey, remind me at 8 a.m., at noon, at 2 p.m., at 5 p.m., 8 p.m., just to pray. So it vibrates. Mm -hmm. Um, So it might take something simple like that just to remind us, man, it's it's been a whole day and I haven't said anything to him. And so just those simple things um, can be huge. So I I think that's that's fantastic. even if you're not like just starting out trying to figure out to pray, I think all of that has a whole lot of wisdom in it for for even people who are you know considered you know mature Christians or whatever. Um, but one of the things I've noticed is when we talk about prayer a lot, we talk about a ton of different kinds of prayer, like and you see it throughout the psalms i i i noticed when you when you were talking earlier you were you were throwing out psalms my wife loves the psalms and part of that is because of how it shows such a wide array of emotion in prayer yeah. um you you've got really 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 ticked off at god and you've got these psalms of like pure joy and thanksgiving to God. Um, but you also see things like these dictionary words like intercessory, encouragement, <laughs> and, and lamenting, and, and these kind of different types of, of prayer. So what would it, what advice would you give to somebody wanting to, to practice maybe intercessory prayer, praying for those that are around them, or, or that are just going through kind of a a rough time and, and and needs maybe lamenting prayer that to to sit in the grief for a minute and then move on. 
So I guess the short version of that question is what <laughs> what advice do you have for practicing different types of prayer for, for the different types of purposes there are? That's a great question. Great question. I, I think a, a great model is David throughout the Psalms of just how raw and real we can be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, whoa, I can say this to God? Oh, wow. I mean, there's some things I even read and I'm like, I don't know if you should say that, David, you know, (laughs) that's a little intense. Like you might want to cool it just a little bit, but I think even to seeing how he models prayer for us is, can be really powerful. So two, I I say two specific things for two different types of prayer. As far as like praying and words of encouragement, a simple challenge that I had for myself was I I began to, to realize, I think as Christians, often when we don't know what to say to a person, who's maybe going through a trial, or they share something even kind of awkward with us for to, to hear, often we'll say that we're going to pray for them. Almost, it's like it's like our filler for awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to say about your, you hear you just heard your dad's going to die. <laughs> um, and so it's just really, I, I don't really know what to say. I'm praying for, right. I'm praying for you. Or, or like a friend's, I'm struggling with this addiction. Uh, okay, uh, I'll pray for you. I mean, it's just kind of like what we say right away. Um, and I didn't want my, I don't want my words to be hollow. When I, when I say mm-hmm. that I'm going to pray for someone, I want to be faithful and pray for them. And so one of the, the really specific things that I began to do was either pray for them right then and there. Like, hey, w- would, would you mind if I prayed right now? For, was that cool? If I prayed just right now, like you just shared that your dad died. I'd just love to pray for you right now. And just take a moment to pray right there. Or if it's just not the right time or it's like, I don't want to make a scene because we shouldn't, we shouldn't make a scene of it. You know, I think Jesus even speaks about that. Like you're, if you're just praying to be seen, uh, maybe don't. Um, so, so, so if it feels, if it feels like a direct quote, actually, yeah, exactly. That's uh, the Adam Weber translation that should never be read. But, uh, uh, but I think either praying right then and there, and that can be so powerful because we rarely do it. So pray, pray right then and there, or kind of make a, a thing in our, our just a kind of like a commitment to ourselves. Uh, before I send an email or before I post a Facebook post, praying right then and there. Or again, if you can't right then and there, once I'm done talking to this person and I walk away, I'm going to pray right away. I'm not going to do anything else. Mm. So my friend tells me he's gonna, his dad died. Okay. Um, man, I love you so much. I'm so sorry to hear that. I, I let you know, I, I'm, I'm going to pray for you today and I'm just going to pray for you. Have an awesome day. Okay. Talk to you later. As I'm walking away, Lord, I pray for my friend and I just pray, I pray that you would surround him because he's got to be so broken. I can tell he's broken. And so I pray right now that he would sense your presence like never before. And you would just show up all over in his life that you'd be with his mom. Cause she's got to be lonely and just right then and there. So that's one piece of advice. If you say you're going to pray, actually do it. The <laughs> second thing with like lamenting and kind of being raw and real is just being honest with God. Um, as someone, I have four kids somehow. I don't know how I, how I have four kids, but I do. I'm still trying to figure out how babies come about. But, we can um, talk about that later. Yes, yeah, that's the next. That's <laughs> next week. That's next week. But um, the 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 other thing is just being honest with God. So. Uh, Kids have the gift of honesty, so they'll they'll say some things that are hard to hear, like uh, you're just like, whoa, okay, I need to become a better dad. Like I'm sorry, I've totally failed, you know. But nothing. So sometimes they'll say something really honest that hurts because it's so honest. It's like, wow, that okay, 
uh, I didn't realize that that's how how much of a jerk I was or how angry. Like, but nothing hurts worse though when they're dishonest. So it's hard to hear mm. honesty, but nothing hurts worse than if I find out they're lying. And my oldest is ten, so it might be lying about something small, either lying or not telling me the full truth because they're embarrassed by how. Like if they were at recess and they didn't have any friends. And they didn't want to share with me that they didn't have anybody to play with because they were embarrassed. That makes my heart ache. And I, I think the same is true with God. You know, well, oftentimes, like a kind of the example of a parent dying, people will walk away from God because they're upset with God that their dad died. And so finally, like when we, like some people, it takes years or the rest of their life before they come back to God and are like, God, I'm just upset with you because my dad died. And God's probably like, finally, you brought this to me. I could sense there was something wrong. Like, I could sense there was this anger towards me. I'm so glad that you brought me and you trusted me with your anger. You know, or like, Lord, I'm just scared. And we've been hiding that from God the whole time. You know, we, what we've been saying in our prayer life is, God, I'm so grateful for your peace and your peace and your peace. All along, we've had no peace, you know. God, I'm so thankful for your peace. Again, no peace. And we finally say, whether it's weeks or months, God, I'm scared. I'm just scared. And him finally being like, I'm just so grateful you finally brought that to me. You've been saying you're thankful for your peace, but I realize you have none of it. And so I'm I'm so grateful that you'd share that you're scared with me. I mean, when my kids have that moment or they finally get vulnerable, where they say something like, I'm scared, or Dad, I'm hurt by you, like how you, you said something that hurt me or whatever, I'm so overjoyed and I grieve that they weren't honest with me sooner. And I think the same is true with our Heavenly Father. When we finally get to that point, uh, something for, for me personally, so my dad's had a, had a health kind of pain issue um, for a long time. And I'll be honest in saying that I, I didn't want to pray um, for my dad for a couple of years because what happens if, if I pray and nothing changes? Will that shake my foundation, you know? And so I was actually reading The Circle Maker by Batterson, and he, and he talks about bringing our request to God. I remember where I was at, and I finally, um, I, I was driving, and I finally got to the place where I said, uh, I just said, Lord, I don't know why you haven't healed my dad. Like, I just don't know why you haven't. And it was seriously like a huge breakthrough in my prayer life because God was finally like, finally, you bring that to me. Whoa, like, now let's talk, you know? Let me tell you, like, Adam, I'm, I'm with your dad and, and uh, I can use anything for good and I'm still in control and I see that he's hurting, but... I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about her, his character than his comfort, you know? And so I'm doing something in the midst. You don't understand. But that moment, I mean, it was, I had been feeling it for two years, but I had never brought it to God and ended up being a huge breakthrough. And just my prayer life and my ability to trust God and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure if that, that was a little more than you were maybe expecting, <laughs> but I do like, awesome, I, like just be honest because otherwise, mm-hmm. we are li- it's called lying is what it is. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just to be, like, straight. Yeah. Like, God, I'm so grateful for your peace. 
no, you're not. You don't have any. Like, mm-hmm. have you said that to him? You know what I mean? So I think there's something powerful about those simple things. So I'm rambling. I apologize. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Okay, so um, I know you talked about your small group a little bit earlier, and that's something that we've talked a lot about just in various episodes on this podcast. And I don't know if your small group ends this way. Mine always ends with, like, accountability time where the men and the women will break up and we kind of have time where we're able to be a little more real, a little more vulnerable with one another. And that's where we really start getting into sharing prayer requests and how we can be praying for one another. So how have you seen that whether in your small group your own life or in friends life where you're able to take that into the week with you instead of just praying for them right then and there um how do you make it a habit to keep others at the center of your prayer life wow that's so good Uh, or maybe not at the center but as a part of yeah yeah that's that's so good i I think um similar to what i said earlier but different i think just the, the importance of writing our prayer like like the names of people that we're praying for down in a place that we'll see it often. So whether it's in our Bible, whether it's again on our nightstand and just faithfully praying for that person in um, there. My wife, um, she has a friend who has cancer right now. And so she has a daily reminder on her phone to pray for Shannon. And so it bings and it tells like, hey, pray for, for pray for Shannon. So those those simple things. Um, something I also do, I, so I have a, a, a book that's, it's really just a prayer um, a prayer notebook, really. That's all it is. It's not even really a journal. It's it's really just kind of a, a prayer notebook. So I just write down who I'm praying for um, and just kind of come back to it. Like, oh man, I need to pray for that person again. I haven't prayed for a while for that. Um, so I think there's those simple, basic things. But what you shared about being vulnerable with people and what your requests actually are is huge. It's so cool to think about on behalf of someone else, we can pray um, and talk to God um, on again on their behalf is a powerful thing, and nothing's more encouraging than receiving that. Um, and what an honor it is to lift up prayers for, for a close friend, especially when they're sharing what they're really going through, um, whether it's infertility and they're you know they're wanting to have a baby but they can't, um, whether it's marriage stuff or they're going through a job interview and. You know, last, even last night I had a lady come up to me. She's like, I haven't slept all week. Um, you talked about God's plan for our life being better than ours could ever be. And uh, I just don't even know what that first step is. And so we began to talk about prayer. Um, and it was so cool. I was like, no way. You're trusting me with your question like this? This is amazing. Couldn't believe it. And you could tell, like, she seriously hadn't slept because she was, she was like, I don't know what God's plan for my life is. And so what am I supposed to be doing? And we began to talk about, about prayer from there. Um, but those simple things are huge. And then letting that person know um, away from just small group time, maybe through a text message can be a powerful thing of, hey, I just want to let you know I prayed for you this morning and because uh, I know that you had your interview today. And I just want you to know that God's with you. And I'm praying that you would sense God's peace. Um, just that little step of letting that person know that you've prayed for them away from the time that you said it can be so powerful and that will have an impact on their lives whether they they know Jesus or not in ways that we will never know. I've seen those simple things, especially to someone who's not following Jesus, be a turning point in their own relationship with God 
and really trying to like beginning to seek it out of like, wow, that person said they were going to pray for me. Uh, and then they actually said that they did. Whoa, man, I haven't been loved like that in a long time. I wonder what they know that I don't know. And I'm curious to know what they know about God that I don't know. Um, that can be so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. I know we're always looking for helpful, practical little tidbits to be able to take away from these discussions. Um, but we do want to give you some time to talk about some recent changes in your life. Um, when you gave your little brief introduction, you said you never thought you would be an author, but now you are. So why don't you tell us what that's about? Yeah, so uh, I, I still can't believe I am. So put an asterisk by me being a writer because it still feels quite quite bizarre. But a friend of mine who's written um, for Zondervan and Thomas Nelson, it was the one who got me into it actually, and um, really kind of challenged me and pressed me like, man, you should write a book. And I said, I'm not a writer. I'm not like you. Um, because every pastor wants to write a book, I don't want to write a book. And, but he just, he just, he just kind of wouldn't stop asking. And so ended up getting um, a phone call um, with an agent of his. um, And one thing kind of led to the next. Um, But the books, the books on prayer and what it looks like to talk with God in the midst of life, not just uh, on the sides or on Sundays or in the morning or in the night, but what does it look like to talk with God through the midst of all of it? We tend to separate prayer from the place we need it the most, our day-to-day lives. And so, and for me, I know my life is crazy. Uh, I am married, so I'm trying to be a good husband. I got four terrorists, I mean kids. Um, (laughs) I pastor a church. I got a sidewalk that needs to be shoveled and a lawn that needs to be mowed and oil car cars that need oil changes. I mean, there's so much to do. So what does it look, I don't have time for anything, let alone God and then pray without ceasing. Like what? And so um, that's really what the book is written for, what it looks like to pray. And so there's a chapter on what it looks like to pray while living in crazy town and kind of the busyness of life, what it looks like Mm -hmm. to pray when we're stuck in the mud. So when we're maybe stuck in a struggle or a sin or a a place of brokenness, what it looks like to talk with God when we're exhausted. And so it's really kind of simple. Um, The tagline is what to say when you don't know how to pray and kind of giving people words to speak in those different settings and situations. So yeah, it's crazy. I, I can still cannot believe that I wrote a book on prayer. So I apologize. All I right. apologize to anyone who reads it. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, for those who want to read it, when's it going to be released? Where can they get a copy of it? Yeah. So it will be, it's, uh, will be released March 21st and it will be available pretty much anywhere and everywhere. So Walmart, Target, Lifeway, uh, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, so kind of anywhere and everywhere, a simple place you can go to, to, to my personal website has links to all those places, just Adam Weber, Weber with one B.com. And, um, so that you can kind of get more there, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy, I, I'm proof that God can use any Yahoo who's willing to be, be used. Cause, um, <laughs> it really is crazy. It's just surreal. God is so faithful to use us in ways we can't comprehend when we begin to trust him at his word. And, um, so yeah, I'm, not, I'm always find comfort in um, in the Old Testament. God spoke through a donkey, and I always say maybe He can do it again. And so, uh, <laughs> and so uh, that's uh, some encouraging words for anybody if you ever feel that way. So, but yeah, 
I'm gonna have to steal that one. Use it anytime, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> oh man, it has been absolutely wonderful getting to talk to you uh, about prayer today. Um, hopefully, we can work it out so that one day you get to come back on here and have some more conversations with us. I know there's a lot of stuff that you have done in the past 10 years that you probably want to talk to somebody about. <laughs> we'll, we'll be glad to let you do it. Um, oh, gosh. So now we kind of come to the end of our episode where we do our challenges and charges. Uh, we don't have near as much hype music for this as we did for Recommendation <laughs> Station, but um, we're still just as pumped about it. Uh, so mm-hmm. how how are y'all going to, and me, how are we going to incorporate prayer, bring it out of the peripheries of life this, this next couple of weeks, uh, and into the center of, of our day-to-day even in the mundaneness, um, be always in prayer. Uh, Bethany, I'm going off script. You're going first. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Um, So, yeah, I'm one of those people that is really, really bad about saying, hey, I'll pray for you, and then I immediately forget. Um, Even with my small group, as terrible as that may be. So what... I'm kind of challenging myself to do is whether it's good friends or it is my small group, whoever it is that I'm saying, Hey, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to write that like their name and maybe just like a word to remind me what I'm praying for on my vanity mirror. Um, kind of for two reasons. One, I look in this mirror way too often because I am vain, Um, (laughs) but I don't really use the mirror for anything because I would much rather have 15 minutes extra sleep or 20 minutes extra sleep than doing my hair and makeup before work. So unless I'm meeting with clients face to face, I'm not really, I don't have to have clear visibility in my vanity mirror, Um, but I'm going to be looking at it anyways. So (laughs) I'm going to start keeping a log there and just let that serve as a reminder to actually be praying for the people who I'm saying I'm praying for. Mm Mm-hmm. I think uh, my, my takeaway from this conversation and, and kind of my growing edge right now in my own prayer life is, I think, kind of twofold. One, you know, just being more honest in prayer. And, and Adam, just that thing you're talking about of thank you for your peace, thank you for your peace when you're not really experiencing a whole lot of peace. And and so just being being more honest. And I think the way I'm going to try and do that is, is – um, prayer journaling um, and, and just writing writing out my prayers rather than I, just the way my brain works. Writing works a whole lot better than, um, than you know, just trying to come up with words over a cup of coffee in the morning. So um, that's that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, so, yeah, that's that's mine. I'm going to I'm going to steal from Adam's. Uh, one of Adam's answers earlier, I am going to steal his whole put a Bible verse or a prayer in my pocket. And whenever I stick my hand in my pocket, boom, I'm going to pray. <laughs> um, and so there are a couple of them. There's like one in Ephesians and there's a handful throughout that pops in my head right away. And I am going to be making one of those in the morning and sticking it in my pocket. Um, it's kind of a way to to bring prayer more and more into my my work day 
and when I get home. So, Adam, what do you want to jump yeah. in here? Yeah, my, my commitment for the week is um, it's been a busy couple weeks just with uh, different interviews and podcasts and, and that end of things. And it's it's honor it's kind of ironic that most of what I'm talking about is prayer, but that kind of sh- put gets put to the side, mm-hmm. and just a, just mm-hmm. a commitment in those moments of feeling overwhelmed or unsure or feeling like uh, I'm thin, um, just to take a moment to invite God into the midst of it. Of just Lord, I, man, this is a just a reminder that I need you, Lord, and I can't do this without you. And um, so that's that's probably mine. It's just that simplicity of when I feel those hunger pains, kind of like what we talked about earlier with fasting, um, we feel those spiritual, mm-hmm. spiritual hunger pains instead of just saying, oh man, it's a crazy day. Uh, actually <laughs> reminded, like taking time to feed ourselves spiritually and talk with the Lord. So yeah, that's a great word. All right. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. We really appreciate having had you on tonight. Um, but that's kind of bringing us to the end. That's our show. So if you like what you hear, we do ask that you would um, subscribe, rate, review us wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Also, be sure to check out all of our different social media platforms. We're on Facebook at The Other 99. We're on Instagram and Twitter, both at The Other 99 Pod. That's at The Other 99 P-O-D. And also, if you have any questions, any feedback you want to tell us about what your journey has been with. We've been doing these charges and challenges. Um, we want to hear from you. What have you been challenging yourself to do? Please send us an email. Um, we're at the other 99 podcast at gmail.com. So we really look forward to hearing from you, any input that you might have. And we hope you have a good couple of weeks. So tune in again. I think the next one is March. Oh gosh. What is it? March two weeks from now. On the 10th. Right. <laughs> March two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? March 24th. I, I got to actually March. say it. Okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tune in March 24th for our next episode. If, See ya. Oh, hey, hey, hey. But it, if, if you want you to, uh, if this oh, has only been the tip sorry. of the iceberg for you um, and you want to have more conversation with our friend Adam here, how can people hit you up, Adam? Yeah, you can find me at kind of all the different platforms. The two that I'm most responsive on is usually Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so on, on Twitter, it's it's Adam Weber, and on Instagram, it's Adam A. Weber. So, uh, yeah, I'd be so grateful <laughs> to have you look me up. And if you have a question, definitely don't hesitate to share it because I, I would love to hear from you. All right. We'll link to those, um, or at least get your name in the uh, – the because it, it's spelled with only one B. Yeah. So yep. one B, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're tricky like that. Yeah. Weed out the, yeah. the riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have tonight. Anybody else got anything? Mm-mm. Let's go. I don't think so. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. And...
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.